No notes. No notes. <laughs> hey, Alexander. You want to talk about Maudi? It's a new Canadian movie. Maudi? Maudi. Yeah. We're going to have to wing it because uh, I wrote uh, like a full page of notes that I didn't bring with me because that's the kind of show that we run here. Right. It's a movie about a painter in, I think it was Nova Scotia. Yeah. So Maudie Lewis. Sorry. I, I think her just she just goes, her artist name is just Maud Lewis. Yeah. Uh, but she was... Uh, yeah, they prominent. don't actually call her Maudie. No, nobody movie. calls her Maudie. Yeah, <laughs> but she was uh, she kind of rose to fame in the '60s through '70s. Uh, I'm so I'm going I'm going to go then, off the mem- my memory. But of my then, notes. isn't there Nixon involved at some point? She sold two paintings to Nixon, so right. that's the '70s, right? That's '70s. Okay. Yeah. Um, so she died in '79, I think. Okay. These days it can be wrong, and uh, sorry, listeners, you'll have to fact it's, check it on yeah, your own. Yeah, we're not we're not a historical podcast. No, but it's good to like have facts, right? So yeah. we'll just uh, these are these are fact-ish. They're really close. The main fact of this movie is that it stars Sally Hawkins, yes. who is a fantastic actor. She's really good. Yeah, Ethan Hawke is also in it. Mm-hmm. He's decent in it. Yeah. What else? And directed I... by Aisling Walsh, who I've not seen any of her other movies, but she's actually of Irish descent. And I believe her name is pronounced Ashley. Okay. As, well, at least I wrote it down at some point because it's, 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 it's spelled not, like it's Aisling. Not Aisling. Yeah, no, okay, but it's, yeah. it's one of those Irish names that you okay. that they only they they they, have, they keep it a secret how they pronounce it. So much like Brooklyn from a few years ago, this is a an Irish Canadian co-production. And actually, Room was Irish Canadian as well. That's right. Because um, what was the first one you said? Uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Oh yeah, we never talked about Brooklyn fully no. though. But yeah, so yeah, Canadian Irish co-production. Uh, it was written by I forget her name. But she's actually, she's a writer for a lot of TV series, including um, Rookie Blue, okay. or is it Cold Squad? One of those uh, cop shows. So I, I mentioned this because uh, uh, Ashley, what's Walsh? Ashley Walsh also uh, has like some uh, TV pedigree. And in, I was- In Canada? Or? No, in, in Ireland. Okay. Yeah. And so I was, uh, I was thinking- uh, with the amount of uh, like TV veteranship that's involved with it, is it going to just feel like uh, a made-for-TV movie? And I was pleasantly surprised that it was not. Right. I think that's been on my mind ever since we saw that. Ever, ever since we saw that documentary, De Palma. Yeah. Um, he made a comment about how he doesn't watch TV. I'm paraphrasing because because TV is just a bunch of scenes of people talking. Yeah. Uh, like there's just like uh, it, it lacks the the thing that makes it cinematic. And and ever since I heard De Palma say that, I can't watch TV like regular TV, like cop shows or or whatever, mm-hmm. without thinking like it is just a it is just a series of scenes where people talk. They just they talk about the crime scene they discovered. They talk about who they're going to talk to next. Yeah, they talk about the evidence. That's been, that's been changing a lot. In there is exceptions, but I, I think like if you just uh, you flip Standard on network television for sure, flip on a channel during prime time and watch a show, a lawyer show, a cop show, a medical show. It is just people standing in a room talking to each other. Yeah, I've been watching Master of None recently, and that's that, an exception. Yeah, yeah. But that show has has a lot of interesting location yep. photography, a lot of um, just non non plot related conversations and stuff like that. But yeah, anyway, well, it's an exception. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, what I'm saying is like um, a movie should use the visuals and the sound and everything else to tell the story. Not but just, TV should use that too. <laughs> it should, yeah. And I'm glad that Maudie uses that. So mm-hmm. while, uh, while it doesn't have a lot of flourishes that you might expect uh, from, a, from a movie from 2017, 
I was I thought it was quite refreshing to see a movie that was um, kind of subdued and calm, and yeah. uh, it didn't it wasn't frenetically edited. Um, it was it just felt like it was paced well for what the story was. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it wasn't just a bunch of people standing in a room talking. It was uh, you, you, there was a lot of the story was communicated through the setting and through their uh, their physical interaction with each other. Yeah. Um, there's there's several scenes where Sally Hawkins, um, like I, I would say, like I'd call it full body acting, where you know she expresses so much using her entire body, not yeah, just yeah, yeah. not just saying, "Hey, I'm sad." Well, and and especially um, as her as her arthritis progresses through the movie and her ability to paint decreases. Yeah. Some of those scenes just like exhibiting that, that pain that her character's going through was, was very well executed, I think. Mm -hmm. So I guess we haven't really fully established that this, this woman Maud was, was a painter. Um, So she suffered from arthritis since she was, uh, since she was like in her early years, but some sort of chronic, variant such that she was not able to really carry normal jobs or or uh, I would presume she was in pain a lot of the time and not able to go to school um, and so it just seemed like she had sort of a sheltered and um, not very well developed youth and as a result it, it almost feels like it actually created some mental instabilities in her as well because she was she was abused she wasn't treated properly because of this uh this physical ailment that she had yeah i, th- I think it's established pretty early like her her family um has kind of written her off she's yeah. they, they just see her as someone they have to take care of yeah yeah so she early in the movie comes across a want ad from a gentleman that sells fish play by ethan hawk i can't remember his name i uh, i don't remember either. jack jefferson Williams. Um, he sells fish. He has a small shack kind of in the middle of nowhere and needs a live-in maid to prepare his meals, clean the house, that kind of thing. She applies for the job. No one else does. She actually takes the want ad down from the store so that no, there is no chance of anyone else applying and gets this job, moves in with him. She's sort of ostracized by her family as a result of this because uh, it's seen that she's having this kind of adulterous, not adulterous, but she's having this out of wedlock relationship, even though they're not intimate in any way, but it's presumed and it's talked about around town that they are. And so she's kind of written off by her family. And uh, but, but at the same time as moving into this house, she uh, finds herself with an ability to, to paint that I guess she wasn't really being able to... Uh, to foster or develop while she was living with, at her home with her aunt. Was it her yeah, aunt? It was yeah. Her aunt. Um, and so she starts off just kind of painting the whole, the entire house. And then she's painting these little cards and this woman from New York that vacations up in Nova Scotia commissions some paintings from her. She continues painting and eventually she's selling them outside of the house. It becomes this kind of road stop tourist location that lots of people are jumping in and, and um, buying these paintings, Nixon buys one at some point. Are you are you going to retell the whole movie? Well, I'm just I'm just trying to recap it. Yeah. Okay, I'm not sure if that's necessary, but um, yeah, but it, but I, but I feel like it's it's important to establish that what what happens because we want to talk about it, right? Uh, yeah, but I, I think people can discover that themselves if they're gonna 
uh, they could they could look up the history of uh, of the character. Or it's a, it's a quick recap, man. Uh, I think the main just, the main uh, thing I want to talk about yes is the relationship with Ethan Hawke because that's what's important. Uh, I think that's the thrust of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It pissed me off, man. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because he's an abusive piece of shit. Okay. And like I, I've heard other people talk about this movie as this exploration of romance and like how how you know love is this challenging thing and you know you you end up you end up discovering that you really appreciate the people in your life and blah 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 and i'm just like fuck that this woman was abused her entire life and got into a relationship with an abusive husband that more or less just accepted the fact that or or accepted not abusing her later in life only because she made lots of money from selling these paintings, not because he found any profound love for her. I don't know. I, it, I, I did not enjoy that relationship at all. And I did mm. not, I did not enjoy the, the filmmaker's attempt to romanticize it in any way. Interesting. Or, or, or show that it progressed into this, into this more nourished relationship and that they both improved as a result of it or whatever. Mm. Uh, let me Jefferson ask. Williams is a dick. You made up that name. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is that what we're going to call him? Yeah. <laughs> um, did you know anything about the character prior to watching the movie? Vaguely. Did you know what time period it was taking place in? No. Okay. Neither did I. Um, I, I bring that up only because uh, I think I, I think the movie deliberately does not establish itself as like. Um, this is happening in the 60s or whenever mm-hmm. I think it's I think it um, I think it very nakedly shows what kind of relationship they have um, to invite that sort of uh, introspection about what their relationship is because um, if we looked at it in 21st century eyes we do see it as abuse we do yeah. see it as like a, a, a an abusive relationship that um, that she needs to get out of um, he has problems too. He's, it's hinted at early on that he has some sort of, um, like mental, um, handicap or, or yeah. some, of, of some sort, but no one identifies it. And, um, and, and both of them are kind of like written off by their, well, I wouldn't say written off by their community, but they're treated differently by their community. Yeah. They're not, um, they're not expected to function fully like everyone else. And what I found interesting was how the movie, just kind of lived in that space and in that time without without drawing attention to the fact that this is another time period. This is a different uh, set of values. Um, but I don't I don't know that it necessarily that that it is you know it's a different time and men were more abusive then or whatever because there there's a there's an instance where she's I can't recall exactly but she's wanting to like she walks out while he's in the middle of brokering some fish sale well, you're talking about the scene where he strikes her yeah and yeah. he hits her yeah. and and the other guy is like holy fuck like what are you doing man right <laughs> so even even in that time period this was recognized as something that he shouldn't be doing yes but i think the other thing the movie acknowledges is that a lot of it is just allowed to happen because people don't make it their problem right like what happens in the home what happens in someone else's home is their private matter yeah. Um, so I think it's a challenging relationship that they portray in this movie, and I do think it is 
um, like a shade of of love that people don't readily acknowledge uh, because it's not it doesn't on the surface of it isn't it doesn't look like the romantic love that you see uh, or you think you should see and experience it is it is the relationship of people who are codependent and they tolerate each other and they find a way to uh, complement each other's lives and for them that's enough that equals love the kind of love that they don't get from someone else and for them well, yeah, that has to be good enough for, it, but it's uh, as, uh, it's ultimately just that she wasn't able to she she wasn't accepted by anyone else in society and yes. so and so she basically had no other alternative she but the movie also establishes she is um like despite her um arth- arthritis she seems to have her full mental faculties like she's she's able to uh like understand the world yeah right um she has sexual agency in the movie too so she is she's in this relationship um deliberately she's not she's not trapped in it she's not a victim in that she has no way out of it she's made a decision to be in that relationship she's pursuing um i forget what his name is i want to say jack i think it's jack jack lewis johnston murphy anyway so there is a choice to be in that relationship. The same with with uh, Lewis. Uh, oh, but, but I think it's her only choice. It's not her only choice. It is the choice that she made. What other choices she have? She could find another job, but she didn't. Mm-hmm. She could live with her aunt, but she didn't. I don't know. It's something that she pursued. Well, but well, it's like it could be that it was worse with her aunt. Well, it was not fulfilling because uh, she didn't want to be treated that way by her aunt. Yeah. So, um, but Lewis also, um, like he doesn't. Uh, it is. It's almost the reverse of that. Uh, that like the Beauty and the Beast scenario, uh, where like a woman is worn down until she has to accept the the person who uh, who is pursuing her or her captor in in that in the case of Beauty and the Beast. It's almost a reverse of that because um, um, in this case, it's, it's sort of uh, Maudie wearing down Lewis uh, until she accepts, until he accepts, oh, okay, you're a part of my life and, uh, and that means I have to marry you to keep me in my life. Because um, she, she says, like, I'll be, I'll be gone if you don't marry me. Yeah. So, and, I, I, and I think she does end up changing him in a, in a way just, just through like the sheer force of her positivity and her and her ability to just keep doing what she knows best to do and you know making a living at that but i i guess i just i just wish that society and history and and all of those other things were such that this this clearly talented artist didn't have to suffer those challenges in her life well she was also as an artist not recognized until she was dead yeah, I mean, she she sold paintings at the roadside for um, you know for four bucks, and I don't know how much she sold it to Nixon for, but it wasn't it was after her death that um, you know people were interested in her art and paid of uh, tens and thousands for it. Yeah, so, um, uh, I think it was just that society let them be. Yeah, but they but they certainly they certainly made a living off of it, a modest living. Yeah. yeah, a modest living, and and in that respect, he was. He was the household supports that that let her be an artist, so I think that's significant. That um, it seemed it seemed like it was pretty quick after a while that that like 
or at least the movie shifted focus to her making money off of the, these paintings and didn't really seem like he was putting all that much effort into well, he had to care into for the his, into his fish selling anymore. <laughs> My understanding is he continued. Uh, I, I I forget it was if it would made an explicit point in the movie, but uh, I think I think he continued working whatever his job was, and yeah. he was he maintained the house. Yeah, that's in the movie that that he was relegated to being the housekeeper. Right. Where where she, uh, whereas she was uh, allowed to be an artist. Right. So, I think it's too easy to just say that it was an unfair relationship. I think it's a complicated relationship. I think it is a view of uh, how a marriage between regular people can play out it's like you you tolerate each other you do things that allow each other to uh, to to be a person mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to uh, display romantic love in front of the world right mm-hmm. um and uh so maybe there's just i think i think it's a movie that that says there's a lot more to love than you and i understand okay um yeah do you have any other thoughts about money um no i I mean i think it's worth watching if that wasn't clear based on what i said okay yeah right uh anything that stuck out as particularly canadian for you it is um so it's a story about a canadian artist in nova scotia it was actually filmed in uh uh, newfoundland labrador yeah um good scenery i think yep lots of lighthouses Yep, there's that one shot uh, where there's uh, there's a there's a car that goes past on this road by by the ocean. Um, does that sound familiar? Okay. Um, it goes it, it kind of goes uh, laterally across the screen. Yeah, yeah. And it's used a couple of times. Um, it's used a couple of times throughout the movie to I think indicate different time, different. Uh, what am I talking about? The passage of time. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Except. It just to me, it really sticks out as a thing that you get in an afternoon. Like you get all those shots in an afternoon. I just wish that it was kind of changed up a little bit more. It, I guess, it's a oh, mechanical like that they that, that they did out. it on the same day. You mean or? same angle? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, same day, same angle. Right. Um, also, the, the the general store that that just seemed too convenient as uh, as a recurring location where people would meet in order to further the story. Right, right, right. Um, so uh, that that uh, that economy of location, I think, is uh, something we see a lot in. I mean, it's not relegated to just Canadian movies, but I think it's uh, it, it's something that Canadian filmmakers uh, sometimes fall on. Yeah, but uh, a good thing that there's a convenience store where everything can uh, can go down. Mm-hmm. That could that could have been how that town functioned at the time, though. Just being kind of like a like a town not, hall or a church or something. It's not like unbelievable, that. but they could have also gone to the town hall or the church. Yeah, maybe those buildings look too modern now. <laughs> all right. Okay, so that um, that's all we have to say about Madi. Yeah. Uh, do you think that we will be the only movie podcast that talks about Mahdi? Well, like I mentioned, I have heard it mentioned in passing on another podcast, Battleship Pretension. Battleship, Battleship Pretension? Pretension yeah. Oh, that doesn't, that sounds like, that sounds prejudiced if your podcast is called Battleship Pretension. Well, it sounds pretentious. <laughs> um, but okay. yeah, so they, they talked about it in passing on there, but it wasn't a podcast dedicated to discussing Mahdi. All right. So we might be the only ones. Yeah. Okay. You are welcome, Mod Lewis fans. There you go. Maybe that'll be what skyrockets us into internet stardom. Yes. <laughs> All the Mod Lewis fans out there that find our podcast. Hello, Nova Scotia. <laughs> cool. Uh, uh, We're going to give this uh, some kind of leaf rating. Is that what yeah. you were going to do? 
70 fish out of 70 fish 70 fish leaves out of is that out a number? Of 80 leaves <laughs> oh okay yeah that's a very uh that's uh, except fish take up more space than leaves so 70 right. is that would actually be less in leaf or no it'd be more because you'd need to use more leaves to come up with the same weight in fish um okay so how many bushels of leaves versus bushels of fish i don't know if you measure fish in bushels but i'm gonna give it uh Buckets i give it barrels. 75 great let's wrap that up yep find our other our other content on filmed in canada.net don't send us an email we're just we don't have time for your emails if you're gonna send them to filmed in canada at gmail.com no I, I welcome emails i don't we just might not respond to them no, no, i just don't bother <laughs> okay thanks alexander thank you <laughs> <laughs>